Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another app of the potty. Today's episode is going to be a bit of a flow on from last week's episode. So if you haven't gone and listened to the episode of your relationship with food is cock blocking you from achieving your physique goals in terms of losing fat and building muscle, I highly suggest you go back there first because that's going to give you some real good insight to yourself and your own patterns and your own behaviors because you might be surprised that some of the things that you might be doing and your patterns and how you're leading your life is actually contributing you to not being successful with your body composition. So I want this to be like a brother and sister episode in terms of um, listen to that one first and then come to this one. But first I wanted to give you a little bit of a life update. Again, so much to tell you. Um, I'm super excited because I actually have started my own, uh, I've started a new course. (laughs) I love personal development if you haven't realized already, but I've just invested in another mindset course and I am so freaking excited about it. It's a seven week course where there's weekly calls and workbooks and all the things. And I'm so excited to build my emotional intelligence even further and upskill and ultimately like the reason why I do these things is number one to be a better coach but number two is really taking responsibility for my own actions and my life so that I can continue up leveling and I continue to grow and to achieve everything that I want and something that I've learned already is the power of actually taking responsibility actually doing something about your patterns and your behaviors that are negatively impacting you because like there's this thing like you can listen to all the podcasts in the world and you can listen to all the personal development books and all the things, but there has to be an element of responsibility of yourself and actually taking actions and changing your own behaviors. Instead of like, we have two options in any situation, right? Like we can have something being pulled into our awareness so that we know that we're now doing it. It's a blind spot that's playing out and we have two choices. We get to continue to live that way and keep being reactive on that same trigger and keep going and going and fall into a shame spiral and make it all the reasons why we're not good enough or we don't play into the shame game like yes I understand shame is a horrible feeling to feel but instead of playing into the shame game what we can do is we can take responsibility to change the outcome we can take responsibility to change the way we're showing up And that's where people fall short. It's we just fall back into that safe place. We keep falling back into doing the same pattern because it's safe. The body doesn't like to change. The ego doesn't like to change because it's based off survival and the change is unknown. It's unfamiliar. So it's really easy. It's the easy choice to fall back into our patterns. It actually requires a lot of discipline and discipline in terms of taking responsibility for our own actions, our own thoughts, our own behaviors, our own habits in order to change. 
because that's it. It's we can continue to be stuck in these all or nothing cycles, these binge restrict patterns, these all these food rules and, and having a negative relationship with food or we can take responsibility on it and step up and change. We can heal our relationship with food so that it no longer impacts us in a negative way. And that's what I'm talking to today. And that's what I want to explain, like what healing your relationship with food actually is in a more tangible sense and why you need it in order to be a toned fit gym girly. And this is it. It's people who are stuck in the skinny fat cycle. And this is kind of, I explained this last week. It's why it's really important. It's why it's really important is because if we have an unhealthy relationship with food, we're not going to be able to fuel our bodies correctly. We're not going to be able to give our body enough energy to build muscle. We're not going to be able to therefore see definition. We're not going to see body composition changes, aka more muscle and less fat, because we're not fueling adequately, because we're coming from that place of fear. We're coming from that place of, oh, food is bad. Food is going to make me gain weight. Food is all these negative things. When in reality, it's like, well, it's actually not. It's actually the thing we need to change our body composition. But how are we ever going to follow through on that if we're riddled with all this fear? So that's why this shit is so important. Because I see it time and time again, people making the mistakes of restricting their calories, not eating after a certain time, not eating unless it's a certain time, focusing on their fitness watch and always trying to under eat their calories. It's not eating bad foods. It's eating clean all week and then binging on the weekends. It's saving calories to binge later. It's not eating certain foods because of how many calories they contain. It's good foods. It's bad foods. It's any sort of belief or I'm calling them rules that we have that is dictating us showing up in and around food. And we know that this is causing so many people. Number one, the biggest thing is under eating under eating which then leads to low energy it leads to metabolic down regulation it leads to binge restrict cycles it leads to skinny fat right under fueling is the biggest cause of people not one of the biggest causes of people not achieving the certain physique that they want because it's either they under eat so therefore their maintenance calories is lower so they're now maintaining their weight on such a low amount of food so anytime they eat over it they just gain weight it's they're trying to stick to these low calories but then they just end up binge eating all the time so ultimately eating a surplus and then ending at square one so an unhealthy relationship with food causes people to under eat which lead to these bigger problems the second one is restriction and again it's that same thing that's the restriction that is causing pinch restrict cycles it restriction the rules that are causing us to be terrified of food it's a restriction that's causing us to feel shame and guilt and all these negative feelings when food is meant to make us feel fucking amazing. It's meant to make us connect with our friends. It's meant to make us fuel, fuel our bodies correctly. But how can we do that when we're so riddled in fear from having that poor relationship with food? Right? And then we fall into these feelings of like, you know, the consequence of that is always thinking about food all the time, right? It's always thinking about how we're going to change our body, what I'm going to eat, how I'm going to exercise. It's exhausting. It's time consuming. It's energy draining. So that's why I'm bringing you this episode, because I'm going to be telling you 
what healing your relationship with food actually means and how that's going to help you achieve your body composition goals. So working on your relationship with food is more so the mindset in and around food. It's not necessarily follow this meal plan and you'll achieve X. That's more of the strategy. That's more of the fueling your body adequately, making sure that you're hitting your numbers. But there needs we need to be not only changing that, but we also need to be changing our mindset in and around food. And that's where this stuff comes into it. So what the hell is it? So your healing your relationship with food is based off the intuitive eating principles. So you see it all over time, all the time on social media. I intuitively eat. I eat what I want, how I feel. I fuel my body and I listen to my body. <laughs> like you see it all over social media, but you're like, how the fuck do they do that? Like, what the hell? What people don't realize is that there's actually 10 principles of intuitive eating that you have to master. It's not just eat what you want when you want it. There's actually 10 things that you need to master in order to achieve food freedom. In order to have a healthy relationship with food, you need to master all 10. While I'm not going to go through all 10 with you right now, I'm going to pull from some of the ones that I believe that people absolutely need to master in order to achieve their body composition goals. So this is what healing your relationship food is. It is learning how to trust yourself with food. And this goes back to the conversation I had last week in terms of that little debate that you have with yourself in and around food. I can't have that. I can have that. I really want that. No, you've already had too much. Oh, but I just will have one more. No, you said no, you can't eat it. Right? That debate going on in your head. So healing your relationship with food, what that looks like, it's actually learning how to stop listening and stop the back and forth mental chatter and learning how to actually trust yourself. It actually, what it actually, what it actually is, is learning how to trust yourself to make decisions based off how you feel and what you feel like rather than what you should or shouldn't do. And what this comes down to is actually learning how to trust our intuition, right? There's two parts of us. We have our ego and we have our intuition. The ego is, she's amazing. We love her. She's there to keep us safe. She's there to stop us from any unwanted experience, right? If we're running from this fear of weight gain, our ego is going to do everything in its power to stop us from gaining weight. So what does it do? It tells us we can't have these foods. So as soon as we start listening to our ego, we're ultimately, we're running from a place of fear. We're running from this survival mechanism. So therefore we lose trust with ourself. And as soon as we lose trust with ourself, we can't make decisions based off what we feel like and how hungry we are and how full we are. We're basing it off what we should and shouldn't do to prevent the weight gain that we don't want from happening. So this is the first piece on healing your relationship with food is learning how to trust yourself to make the decisions and not listen to your ego to make the decisions. And for someone who's been running from the space of a fear of weight gain and listening to the ego for a really long time, this can be quite difficult to shift. But just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means that you have to have the awareness, bring and then take radical responsibility in order to change it. 
The second thing with healing your relationship with food is learning how to get rid of the diet mentality. And we know how we speak and what we believe dictates our actions. Sorry, if we're constantly running from saying things like, I'm having a cheat day, or guilt-free eating, or, oh, this is naughty, or, (laughs) have fun with this, or any sort of language that puts food in a negative way, right? And it's any language that we're saying day to day that is going to then drive what we do. And until you give yourself full permission to eat all foods, you're never going to break free of binge restrict cycles. You're never going to be able to go out for dinner without any guilt. You're never going to be able to be free of this constant roller coaster of trying to change your body composition because it's always like this good or bad. It's always right, like I'm doing something right, I'm doing something wrong. Instead of just living your life, fueling your body adequately, allowing yourself to have things when you want them and reaping the rewards of that balance mentality. So I guess step number two is learning how to give yourself full permission to eat all the foods. Number three is learning how to connect with your hunger and fullness cues again. And I say this all the time and this exactly happened to me. I remember when I was so out of touch with my hunger and fullness cues, I didn't know what it felt like to be hungry. I didn't know what it felt like to be full because I was under eating for such a long period of time. I remember going out for dinner and eating this massive big bowl of pad thai and the people across from me had only eaten half and then they'd be completely full. And I'd be like, I just ate this whole bowl and I could probably eat another one. Like, what the fuck? And then, of course, the internal dialogue goes, gets really loud. What's wrong with me? Why am I eating so much? I just ate all this, so therefore it's going to make me fat. Why do I have to eat so much food? And I still don't feel full. Because until you start trusting yourself and learning how to trust your hunger and fullness cues, you're going to continue to, number one, fear food. Like, you're going to fear any situation where you don't have full control over it and you're going to overeat in a specific meal and then what are you going to do? You're either going to compensate with it with more exercise or maybe you'll restrict your food to eat less. And we know those two things together is the definition of skinny fat, right? Restriction, under eating, not eating enough food equals low energy. It equals no muscle gains. It equals plateaus in the gym. It equals... Interference with our hormones, right? Under eating. And then adding in extra exercise. It's going to impact our recovery, which therefore is going to impact our body composition changes. We're not going to be able to build muscle because we're not recovering enough. If we're not recovering, we're not going to be able to train at the right intensities that we need to in the gym. We're going to constantly hit these plateaus. And we know if we've got a plateau in our training, we have a plateau in our body composition. So you can see why it's so, so important to be able to learn how to trust yourself, to learn how to get in touch with your hunger and fullness cues. And I'm so passionate about this because like there's so many people that their lives are dictated by MyFitnessPal. And this is a skill that you need to be able to build is you need to learn how to eat without MyFitnessPal because there's going to be so many situations in your life where you're not going to be able to track calories. And one, why the fuck would you want to be tracking calories forever? I just don't get it. Number two... It's that internal dialogue that gets really loud when we can't track, which then makes us self-sabotage our results. 
So this is why it's super, super important that we need to learn how to trust ourselves, how to build connection with our hunger and fullness cues so that we can stay in control, so that we can eat whatever we want when we want it and know that we're not going to overeat, that we can eat what we want wherever we want it and know we don't have to compensate the next day, that we don't have to punish ourselves, that we don't have to restrict ourselves the next day. It's a super, super important. So the next step on healing your relationship with food is learning how to move through food guilt. And we know food guilt comes from rules, all the rules that we have in and around food. And until we know all of our rules, we don't know how to bring them into our awareness and then to transcend them. So this is huge in terms of healing your relationship with food. It's a really big, important step is learning your food rules and how to overcome them. People don't realize how many rules they have until we actually start speaking about it. And week three inside the Fit and Fear Academy is all about overcoming food rules. And one of my clients was like, holy fuck, like I didn't realize I had all of these things and I didn't realize that I was operating in this way. Like random things, like the rules can be random things. It can be anything. It can be like can't eat at certain times of the day. It can't eat certain foods because of, you know, either they're high in carbohydrates or high in calories. It can be at a birthday party and you can't have the snacks. It can be like at specific events. It can be, it can come up anywhere and everywhere and it's not until you get rid of all of them is when you have this pure sense of freedom and we know when you have that pure sense of freedom is when you can be you can stick to your goals long term so that's the next one is actually making peace with all your rules the next one is one of my favorite ones and it's definitely something that is so so not spoken about because it's the dieting industry has normalized that we shouldn't eat bad foods bad foods are going to make us gain weight bad foods are going to lead to lifestyle disease well yes absolutely i fully agree with elements of that like yes if you eat too much mcdonald's if you eat too much chocolate if you're utilizing these foods like in an emotional way if you're utilizing these foods to numb yourself out to avoid things if you're using these foods to suppress an emotion or if you're using these foods because you're fucking lazy and you don't want to organize your foods then yeah you need to take responsibility for that and you need to like think about your health the problem lies is then when people take those to the extreme when people take those and then being like, well, I can't have any of it. Well, I can't have any of that. And that's coming from that fear-based place of I'm so afraid of weight gain and what that means for me because my worth and my value is so heavily tied up into what I look like. So therefore it comes out in how fearful we then become of food. So therefore we take these to the extremes of, oh shit, I can't have chocolate. That's bad. It's going to make me fat. That means I'm lazy. That means I'm unhealthy. That means I'm going to get fat. All of the things, right? And this is a really important thing for everyone to understand is because there's two types of fullness when it comes to food. We have our physical fullness. So like our tummy being full, you're like, yeah, you know, the feeling of being stuffed and you're like, yeah, I'm physically full. And then you have the feeling of being satisfied, right? Like how many times have you chosen the lowest calorie option on the menu and you've eaten it 
and you finished it and you were left unsatisfied. So then what do you do? You go home and you find yourself in the cupboard eating chocolate or maybe it's chips or cookies or ice cream, whatever that looks like for you. Because this is a thing and this is a really important factor to learn how to do and this is what healing your relationship with food looks like is learning how to eat for satisfaction as well as fullness. If you don't learn to eat for satisfaction as well as nourishment, then you're going to be continued to stuck in looking for satisfaction after you have finished eating. If you don't allow yourself those extra satisfying things, maybe it's adding more fats to your meals. Maybe it's just, you know, allowing yourself to have chocolate every day. Like I eat chocolate every day. It's these small things. It's all like it seems so small, but it significantly impacts our ability to be consistent with our goals. Because once you learn how to eat for satisfaction as well as satiety, you can end overeating. Once you learn how to eat for satisfaction, there's no more fear around food because you know how to eat it and you know how to stay in control. I know the fear of losing control is so big for people and that's why you need to master these principles in order to stop that from happening. And it's fucking scary and it's terrifying and it's hard. Change is hard, like I said at the beginning. But if you're not making these changes, don't expect to achieve a certain physique. And then the last one that I want to speak to today, because I find it really, really important, is learning how to handle your emotions without food. Emotional eating is such a big one, and that falls under the category of healing your relationship with food. So I used to emotionally eat all the time. It's not something I talk about a lot. I definitely talk about it more so within my clients and tell my story there. But I definitely used to emotionally eat all the time. And my emotional eating really stemmed from um, my childhood where my dad actually, he would always come home and that was a way that he showed love. And he always brought me home food. Like it was always, oh, Laura, I got you a surprise. Oh, Laura, I got you this. Laura, I got you that. And it always used to be like nectarines and mangoes and berries and all of my favorite things that he knew that I loved that he would always bring it home. So for me, food became this thing of love. Food became this thing of I am loved if I'm eating it. I am connected. I am happy. I am fulfilled. My dad loves me. He's bringing me food. And I had this strong bond in with food and how it made me feel. So it always used to be something that I would go to when I was feeling sad, when I was feeling angry, when I was feeling emotional, food was always there for me. <laughs> it was always there. Of course, in the moment you feel it's that instant gratification, right? It's that instant gratification, but it's then, okay, then I just feel 10 times worse after I've done it. So learning how to regulate your emotions without food is hard, but it's absolutely possible. And again, it's a skill that you need to be able to build 
and it's just something that you need to work on in order for it to change. So I really hope by explaining these things more so of like what actually healing your relationship with food looks like in a more tangible way, it can really can bring into your awareness on things that you might absolutely need to work on in order to achieve your body composition goals. Because as you can see, like just following a meal plan or following calories is not going to necessarily get you there because you don't have the tools and the knowledge and the mindset in order to utilize the calories in the meal plan long term. You don't know what to do when the meal plan's not there. You don't know what to do when you can't track your food. And that's why, again, this stuff is so important. The building the trust, the removing the rules, learning to eat for satisfaction, learning how to emotionally regulate Because once you do all of those things as well with a strategy is when you're fully going to be able to change your body composition once and for good. So my loves, I hope you got a lot out of this episode. I would love to hear your feedback. Send me a DM on Instagram. Thank you for being here. I love you always. And I will see you next week. The number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun, still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals, take my free two-minute quiz. You can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals.